Hello and welcome to another episode of Loose Cannon. Uh, this week we are going to be talking all about the Witch Queen campaign. Uh, this campaign's been amazing. What have you thought about it? Just really quick. Oh man, it's so good. It's like a whole other Destiny game. I mean, yeah. it really does. Like everybody keeps saying Destiny 3, it really does feel a lot like mm-hmm. Destiny 3. I, I, I really enjoyed it as well. Uh, I, I did the... So it's been out for uh, not even a full week yet, right? It's it's still in the right. first week. I did the campaign uh, on normal, and I did it so under leveled that I might as well yeah. have done it on legend, <laughs> and I would have gotten cool stuff for it too. Yeah. So I'm going back Same. through on legend now. Yeah. Have you done? You know, that? it's funny. Yeah. So we did it on my wife and I did it mm-hmm. on uh, on uh, on be brave, and then so about. Three missions in, my son caught up with us, so all three of us went through it together. And uh, you're right about the scaling when you have mm-hmm. a full fire team in there. Oh and yeah. So we were under leveled, not really kind of paying attention to the light numbers, and uh, mm-hmm. we're just trying to go in there. I'm putting on blue gear, so we come to the mission on Europa where you have to shoot the tanks at the very beginning. Can I just say really quick? Yeah. Uh, tanks. You remember like when Jotun first came out and everyone was getting like, yes. super mad about Jotun? Yeah, and it was over. Jotun never bothered me. Jotun was like, yeah. ah, whatever. It's it's PvP. It's bullshit. I, I get over it. Tanks, however, I I, <laughs> I I was in the mission for a minute and I was like, I, I hate this game. I'm done. And I had to, I had to walk away. I just I, I, I left my desk. I went and sat on the yeah. couch and felt bad about myself. Yeah. So so we start we start and we keep dying. So like about the fifth time, we're just like, wait a minute, why is this so hard? I look up up at the top screen and I'm like, oh, we're way underleveled. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go play some Gambit. And so we played like two matches of Gambit and then we were. Oh yeah, it's quick. Yeah, it is quick. But those tanks, the splash damage. Yeah. So I'm hiding behind a barrier, thinking, ah, oh, we can pull this off. Hiding behind a barrier, but just the splash damage was killing me like one shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was insane. I went yeah. into oh sorry, but they rate they lowered the light level, uh, on uh something. So mm-hmm. I was able to jump back in uh right after that. So us casuals kind of you know, and I'm I'm not one of those people that thinks like everything has to be extremely hard when you're first playing. I feel like everybody should have access to the content they paid for immediately, yeah. right? Yeah. You shouldn't have to grind for days just to be able to play the entire storyline. Mm-hmm. And so and, it's great. It's great. And luckily it's not grind for days. Like, like Bungie's really succeeded in that. Like they, they deserve props for that because like, yeah, the grind from 1350 to 1500 is a little bit big, right. but it's like, it's quick though. Cause it's blues and blues are dropping from goddamn right. everything. And while you're grinding up your level, if you're doing it smart, you're doing it in the new, uh, uh, patrol zone. And you're ranking up Finch by just doing patrols and, and public events and all that stuff. And you want to rank up Finch to get him up to level 15 so you can get Deep Sight 3, which then gives you other things. I don't know what it actually gives you, but everyone's like, get I up have, to 15. I haven't figured out, yeah, I haven't figured out a lot of the um, new stuff yet. Like, I'm still working through mm-hmm. um, understanding the Glaive completely. So, what I will say this. So... In the past, Destiny has, as a whole, kind of like had this wall every yeah. season, and and um, and so a lot of casuals like me, uh, who don't have a lot of time to play, you know, I work and then I come home and I get like an hour, maybe two, mm-hmm. and um, so anyway, 
if you're constantly spending, you know, your first two to three weeks just grinding. Yeah. So one thing that was always great about Halo is you could play the meat, the entire campaign on, you know, just normal or heroic mm-hmm. or uh, legendary. And so you had, well, you have four modes in there. But anyway, you have four different levels uh, of difficulty. Well, Destiny didn't have that. And now they kind of do. So they have Be Brave and Legendary. So it's it's fantastic that they've kind of gone back to their roots a little bit to allow you to just play on easy first and then go back and make it really hard. Mm-hmm. And then what I'd like to see is one day they take it even further and add something similar to what skulls were in Halo, where well, you could just is, make it even harder. There is a master level. Yes, I, think. I saw that. So... I saw that. Yeah. So they're kind of one-upping their past by saying legendary is not the top difficulty. Now mm-hmm. we have master. So I I push through. Uh that third that third level mission, that third mission with the, the tanks, that one yeah. that one really kicked my teeth in. But I pushed through and I got all the way to Savathun. I didn't even it didn't even really occur to me until I was like in the last like three or so missions. <laughs> Where I I was loading in and I noticed that there was a modifier and I'm like oh crap did I accidentally select legend by accident <laughs> and I pulled out my ghost and I looked at the modifiers and it said brutal you are severely under leveled for this in, this mission and I'm like oh <laughs> and I made it all the way to the final fight like the final fight not just the final mission the final fight and and I was just getting my ass handed to me like so yeah. easily Sabathun's just like and you're dead. And I'm like, yeah. what? I didn't even see that attack coming. And I was like, how am I, how am I supposed to do this? And I asked my friends yeah. and they were like, yeah, you just, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, this is, we'll say if, if you have not beat the campaign, we are going to talk about the campaign. So yes. it's it suggested you finish the campaign first. Um, yeah. So, you know, you kill the wizards, you get three wizards and you get that like 40 seconds of like increased damage. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I was just that. like, maybe if I kill two wizards, I'll get a little increased damage, <laughs> and nope. it will last more than forty seconds, or it'll last forever. And they were like, "No, that's stupid." And I'm like, "Oh, well, I'm like doing no damage to her, no matter what." And they're like, well, "What's your power level?" And it's a fifteen hundred activity, and I was going in at four fourteen sixty, and they were like, "Well, that's fucking why." <laughs> and I went back in at like fourteen ninety one, and she's hitting me with those attacks that used to kill me, and I'm like, "That didn't even do half of my health." Yeah, yeah, makes a big, di- huge difference. The huge difference, difference, man. Holy shit, it was it was so yeah. fun though. Yeah, and- I, um. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And um, and that's not even like scratching the surface because mm-hmm. there's so much more to do. Yeah, because then you get the post uh, campaign stuff, which yeah. I think they did really well. Uh, the post campaign where it's like, okay, you've succeeded in defeating Savathun. And now you have like this, like unraveling the mystery of it uh, yeah. scenario. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, so how about we take a quick detour and then we'll come back and we sure. talk about this week's lore card. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. All right. So this is, you know, popular weapon right now. Obviously it's brand new. Everybody loves brand new stuff. This is a good gun too. <laughs> this is, gun is making man. legend easy because it just yeah. melts. 
It's so good. It's making the uh, the crucible hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I did the uh, the new exotic Osteo Striga. Mm-hmm. Um, so Osteo Striga. This one was a little bit. Uh, this one was a little bit of a deeper dive than they have been doing lately, which I like. I like it when they go a little bit deeper than just you know here's what it is, right? So. Osteo is anything relating to the bone, mm-hmm. uh, but the really important part is the striga. So striga is, it, it, the word origin of the word striga comes from Greek. It's um, it, it means strix, which is an old word that meant screecher, which was synonymous with witches. So a screecher was what they used to call witches, basically. So in a nutshell. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so in folklore, uh, which is kind of where this word is rooted, the striga is a vampiric witch that sucks the blood of infants. Um, So where it really kind of comes into fruition, over the years, it's become uh, the word for uh, a family of plants in botany. And so Mm -hmm. botany, the striga is a parasitic flower that reproduces in great numbers by consuming their hosts. What are they? what, What are the hosts? Yeah, so here we go. So, um, so first off, let's tackle the mythology of it. So, okay. in mythology and folklore, the striga has been come to known as a vampiric witch that sucks the blood of infants at night while they sleep, and then turns into a turns into a flying insect, traditionally a moth, fly, or bee, and then only the striga herself could cure those that she had drained. Um. So the striga is often depicted as disgustingly scary old woman. Uh, they usually dwell in hidden spaces in the forest and have supernatural powers. So obviously that sounds just like a witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the striga is commonly used to mean a witch that has the ability to cast evil spells upon people. And the male counterpart parts are strigu or strigan. So like this is a, this is a, a part of the old, uh, old languages you know from the past so like mm-hmm. there's a it just morphs <laughs> i don't want to get into like the etymology of everything so let's just say it's wrapped up in uh the greek language and it kind of morphed over the years okay but the cool the coolest part about it is in botany they use the word striga to describe a, a particular plant and it's called a witch weed and so the witch weed is any plant of the genus Striga. So there's where the word Striga comes into gene- genealogy. Uh, within the family, and I can't pronounce this word, Orobanchake. So whatever that is, uh, which can which contains species that are as destructive as parasites. So these are a particular type of plant species that act like parasites. Okay. And so the witchweed are like these branched herbs. They're usually narrow, and they have rough or sometimes scale-like leaves. Um, the tulip solitary flowers are red, yellow, purple, purple, blue, or white. And the seeds, minute and produce in large numbers, and germinate when they're in contact with the host's root. So as soon as they touch the root, the parasite establishes a main connection with the host underground where the young plant is entirely dependent on its host. After emergence, the plant can photosynthesize its own food 
but it takes water and minerals from its host. The parasitic flower dies when the seeds mature, so basically when it has more offspring, right? Or when the host is harvested. Host plants appear wilted, yellowish, and somewhat decayed. Severe infestations may kill the host as well. And here's kind of a funny thing. Witch weeds are known to be a plague upon fields of corn and rice. And so I saw something really kind of neat. The Destiny 2 corn on the Mars. Yeah, there are corn fields on Mars. Yeah. And I don't know if that's necessarily related. Uh, I mean, we did have some funny shenanigans on Twitter with corn, you know, and everybody was making everything corn for a minute there. So it might be a I call missed to that. that. <laughs> yeah, so it could be a call to that, but it's interesting. Let's just put it that way. Um, another another cool note about the uh, parasitic flower and the most interesting part of this whole entire lore card is the lore uh-huh. surrounding this. And so, if you've read the lore on Osteostriga, it describes an exo who's talking to whoever's, in, you know, it's like an interview almost. It almost feels like you're watching, um, like, CSI, and they've got a person in a room, in a dark room, and they're asking uh, that person, you know, about themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and from that perspective, if you think of it that way, it's really kind of eerie. Uh but Lana14, I think is the Exo's name, uh, also pulls up in another previous lore entry for Necrotic Grips. And so I found it interesting that the two were related with that one Exo character. And so, in Osteostriga, what happens is it's a recount or an audio log or something, a recount of what this EXO was talking about where she's holding a mysterious entity in her hands, calling it a child, her child. And at the end at the audio log, you read down the description and it's this, uh, chest cavity, basically that they had stumbled upon (laughs) that was open from obviously the baby host that she was describing in the lore entry. So I don't know if you want to read it or not, but, uh, is pretty creepy. The um the Osteostriga? Yeah. Yeah, I have it here. Okay. Um so one thing that I want to mention though that I think is interesting is that uh it's flavor text victory is not in the unmaking of an enemy but in the remaking of an enemy into your blade. Ninth understanding, seventh revision of sorrow. So the shadows of yore following Dreginor kind of wrote the understandings of so- the weapons of sorrow. Yeah. Like when you go through um like uh seventh understanding for example. Um so like Thorn was the the 13th understanding seventh book of sorrow. To rend one's enemies is to see them not as equal but as objects of hollow hollow of spirit and meaning. And in the book of unmaking, they, that's what it was. They, um, they go through like all this, like thought process behind it. And this is saying, but in the, not, not in the unmaking of an enemy, but in the remaking of an enemy into your own, into your blade. So it's like, is there like a resurgence happening of 
So this is what's cool because I, I saw that name in the EXO and I immediately had to look it up and I was like, oh yeah, necrotic grips. Mm-hmm. So this EXO was studying a weapon found from those followers of yore. And yeah. and you can see in necrotic grips, you know, she's or he um is trying to understand the weapon, but at the end it's kind of like uh taking over the character's like moral yeah. morals in a way. So <laughs> the, there is yeah. actually a theme with with um with this and that Thorn and Osteostriga are very likely Osteostriga very likely is a weapon of sorrow, which the yeah. only like confirmed weapon of sorrows are Thorn and um Necrochasm. Bad Juju kind of falls into the into a similar category of it. Yeah. <clears throat> and so this one kind of is interesting here because I, I I love it. I love uh this entry. Um so like as you say, I'll just I'll just read it really quick. Uh, ah, pardon us. It just seems like he's always hungry. When he first, when I first became a mother, I didn't realize how much time would just be spent feeding him. Do you mind? Thank you. No, he doesn't look much like me now. I know there are a lot of orphans these days. I heard him crying from. Oh my! It seems like half a world away. It was a chance, honestly. I never thought of myself as a parent, but caring for another little life, it it's taught me so much. May I? Sorry, I don't know why I'm sharing so much with you like this. It just seems easy. You just seem easy to talk to, and becoming a mom has really given me a lot, a lot more insight into the little connections pe- between people. I used to focus so much on my work. I actually lost a few friends over it, which is a reference <laughs> to the necrotic grips yeah. where they like yeah. killed people through spo- uh, thorn experiments. Yeah. Oh, sh- 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 there we go. That's right. Growing babies need their calcium. Now I can see now I can see what matters the beauty in small things and quiet moments and watching others light up when they when they see him and the way meeting new people broadens him I had another child you know that was before I didn't keep him safe it's it's for the best he's safe now besides it means I can appreciate this little one much more just the two of us I love my striga and he's always so hungry and so that last line there, um, yeah. Let me make sure I'm not just making this up because I'm pretty sure. Uh, so this is a recount, and if you read the last part of the the Strigger lore entry, it kind of shows you uh, where the the um, where this was recovered from. Mm. Which didn't talks- didn't Bad Juju have like a uh, something with hunger. Uh, yeah, I vaguely from, re- remember that one, but yeah, so like the weapons are being fed in a way, and then also like so that's hivey hiveness. <laughs> You're feeding like the worm gets fed, weapons get fed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where the like weapons of sorrow, you know, kind of get their uh, paracausal, I guess, you know, ness from man that's crazy i swear to god there was there was a thing about uh bad juju like being like hungry and i can't find it well 
I don't want to sit on this for too long. Yeah, no, no, no. So, I mean, so at the end of the Strigalore, if you read it, it says uh, there's a, it's like case, blah, 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 number, suspect identity, mm-hmm. Jana 14, that's the name. Jana yeah. 14. So that's a, obviously an EXO. Um, status at large, she escaped. You know, mm-hmm. at large, she escaped somewhere. Evidence, identification, 303, audio device. So this is an audio log. Recovered adjacent to dismembered body, ribs excised. So basically, calcium. yeah. So basically, this this baby of hers just you know went all full on aliens chest burster and took the and, um, what it needed from her, and that was you know they're both yeah. on the loose, yeah. almost like shedding a mortal coil. Like we're on the way, you know, we're on the way to our next form or something. And so that's interesting because when you think about the weapons of sorrow, you think about the hive and their chitin bodies, which are very much made out of calcium. So mm-hmm. like this whole layered story, you don't really realize until that last line what was being talked about. You just think it's a mom, you know, sitting yeah. there breastfeeding a well, child I mean, or whatever. It's it's very clear that something creepy is happening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. I didn't keep my first baby safe. So it's like crazy. And the way it unravels at the end was just great. So it's like, huh. Because you know the whole time you're reading, like something bad's gonna happen, something bad's gonna happen. This is gross. This is scary. Something bad's gonna happen. Then you read that last line. Yeah. Ribs excised. In um in Necrotic Grips, it says we realized yours little creation is hungry, so we fed it more. So there is yeah. there is a tie there. Yeah. And I don't. I need to like. I need to find it because I I swear to God there was a thing about hunger in bad juju but there's nothing's coming up and it's yeah i mean i think i think i remember what you're talking about it might not be bad juju it might be something else but that the weapons are definitely hungry there's a weapon out there that was hungry and and, uh it consumed Uh, yeah i mean there's uh there's the hunger of crota which is just another um thing there's various like a lot of hive oriented things have hunger in them and that apparently has to do and let's 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 wrap this back around to the campaign um that apparently has to do with the worms more likely than the hive themselves which probably the biggest surprise that i had in the campaign and i'll ask you if you had a different one was that the traveler was going to actually claim the krill and and yeah 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 so i i always kind of believed that anyway like i always thought that the travelers walking i mean we know the story of the fallen you Mm -hmm. know and all that so i always thought that the that the proto hive or the krill and Mm -hmm. the and the fact that they were made uh and kind of put there and the fundament like they didn't just show up there or like they weren't sounded like their planet was was pulled into the fundament's gravity and yeah you know by accident that means yeah so like you know it could have been a part of a a raise event you know where Mm -hmm. like the creation of this new I don't know, like maybe some devastating thing happened over here because we have the lore about the uh, the the brown dwarf or whatever and mm-hmm. the fundament and talking about this place is basically just the aftermath of some horrible, uh, you know, interstellar event. I don't know. 
Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And so the fundament was created out of that just soupy mess that was made out in space. Right. And yeah. so the people of the Krill are there living these short lives, yada, yada, yada. And mm -hmm. so I always thought that, yeah, Traveler had something to do with that. Um, what's, what's interesting, though, is how the Hive circumvented the Traveler by the Worm Pact. Well, okay, so just for everyone, because maybe there's some people who are sure. um, listening who haven't like paid too much attention in D1 or haven't even played D1, our original understanding of what happened was the Hive, the, the Krill, as we'll call them, before they became the Hive, they were the Krill, they lived very short lives, and basically their civilization was falling apart. They had enemies uh, that were also Krill, I believe. They were just like a different kingdom of too. krill yeah yeah well there were also their enemies which were cephalopod people um, yeah well that was uh they were on a different moon though the sure. cephalopods but so yeah. in the short term for them yeah. they okay. were at war with like another kingdom of of krill species um the helium drinkers yeah, if i recall correctly yeah helium drinkers and then there were the so the ammonites were the other ones so no they were up on the moon Yes, yeah, so the Ammonites are the ones that were in the moon? Yeah. Okay, so the Ammonites were the cephalopod people? Yeah. Because the Ammonites is cephalopod. So the helium drinkers were the ones that they were at war with? Yeah. And okay. so the the Osmium King, who was the yes. father of of uh, Sathona, Zyro, and Arash, there it is. Uh, he had a, 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 a familiar... Yeah, <laughs> which we actually reclaim in the campaign, which was fucking awesome. Yeah, and uh, he had a familiar who who made him super paranoid. So he was always always looking at the sky, always looking at the stars and charting them. And then Sathona gets it, and I guess she had less resolve than her father because they said to her what imagine uh, presumably they said to their father, and that a god wave is coming and it's going to kill you when when the syzygy happens and all the planets align and it's it's being orchestrated by the traveler and they're like all right well we need to go down into the into the fundament and dive deep and that's where they find the worm gods who offer them the worm pact which was uh, a shitty deal right and uh they they accepted the worm pact and they accepted the dark effectively and they then fled the fundament with the new powers that they had after killing a bunch of people, including the Ammonites, as, as you mentioned. Did you have something about them that you wanted to say? No, just the fact that they're cephalopods, and that's cool, because, <laughs> okay. um, you know, you know. Squids. So we, we've always been <laughs> under the understanding that the Traveler didn't care about the Krill. Not necessarily that the Traveler was out to get the Krill, but just that it was like, yeah, you're there. You know? The end. Yeah. I like the fact that they use names that have to do with like aquatic creatures, like krill, mm -hmm. cephalopods. You know these these uh, these nautilus forms, which would be the ammonites. All of these mm -hmm. things that really live in our world, and I'm sure they use language so that we can understand what they might have been. Yeah, like of or course. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But a krill is very much like a shrimp. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you think about a shrimp and its body with that um, you know bug-like exoskeleton. Um, I don't know where, <laughs> like, I don't know where, like, that really relates to a hive and their forms now. But mm -hmm. the chitin is the key because the chitin is their um, exoskeleton in in a way, and chitin is made up of calcium, and mm -hmm. that calcium 
crust gives that white shell. So aquatic animals, they have the shell uh, very much like the bugs of the ocean, that kind of thing. Anyway. And so we, we've gathered her that we've gathered. Wait, do we gather her worm? Mara she, has her worm. We got yeah, the familiar. Now, yeah. The yeah. the familiar who was so old that it actually became like fossilized. Yeah. Um we gathered them, we we re we we learned memories from like things around her throne world, and we we were able to like find the secrets out, and one of the secrets was that the worm gods deep beneath Fundament saw the krill and was like the traveler's coming. We have to make a move on them now, because if we don't get them, the traveler will. And basically tricked the hive, which that wasn't too surprising that it was all a lie, <laughs> that the syzygy was a lie. I, when I saw that, I was like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> right? How did you react when you heard that? Um, so like syzygy, yeah, yeah, exactly. So syzygy, when you line, so it's a, it's a lineup of all the planets, mm-hmm. you know, interplanetary objects, blah, 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 lining up in one great big line. And, and the idea, <laughs> the idea is that somehow the gravitational waves with the alignment have to do with some sort of like nexus point mm-hmm. in, you know, whatever reality you're talking about. And that creates this, like this, pull all the yeah. water yeah and so like a god wave would be this like action that happens from that mass gravity pull and so if you think about it this is where my mind goes halo because the halo ring arrays when they use the rings that are the home worlds for you know the species in halo they align the halo rings and they fire them all at once and create one big weapon which annihilates all sentient beings within that galaxy. So mm-hmm. my thought was, hey, this is very Halo-esque because <laughs> why not say there's a syzygy coming and it's going to annihilate everything within its reach. Mm-hmm. And it kind of it kind of does that, right? But the God Wave was a product of that gravitational pull somehow, <laughs> which I well, don't know I mean, if that the God makes... Wave was a lie. Yeah, exactly. So like if you think like, okay, there's a God Wave coming, your only hope is to get the hell out of there. Yeah. And that's what that's that's how they got tricked to leaving. Or to taking the worm pact. Yeah. So when you think about the fallen and you think about their whirlwind, mm-hmm. it's very much like um it, it's it's almost like reminiscent of a god wave, right? I guess in a sense. I mean it was yeah. a, a cataclysmic event. Just this yeah. one actually happened. Yeah, yeah. And then you think about like our collapse, right? What happened there? You know, like what could have happened in our collapse that caused, you know, yeah, where we are today. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, <laughs> there's something going on. Maybe not a god wave. So, um. Yeah, I thought I thought the the revelation that the traveler was going to actually give the krill light, not obviously make them obviously not make them guardians, but was going to give them light was a really interesting one. Yeah. And now we exist in Zavathun's throne world, which is really convenient uh, that it exists because it has scorn, and that's one of the only places now with scorn. There's still only two places you can find them, but the Tangled Shore is gone. Um, oh. 
Is there another place though, like we could see scorn right now? Dreaming City. Oh, that's right. Duh. Yeah. Uh, so. Hey, sidebar. <laughs> have you noticed how? Sorry. Yeah, have you it. noticed how similar uh, Sabathun's throne world is to like the Dreaming City? Some of the things. Like I've noticed a lot. It, yeah. Yeah. I have. Yeah. There, that was freaky. There was like architectural similarities where for yeah. like half a second I was like, "Am I in the Dreaming City?" Yeah. Like, is this some Hive version of the Dreaming City? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the whole thing. You know, she has the light now. And so it's like kind of pushing out from the center and, and we use the deep sight to see how things used to be. Cause now there are things that are no longer there, like platforms that let us get to places. Um, yeah. But so there's Lucent brood within her throne world. And then there's also scorn attacking them on behalf. And this is one of my favorite things about this expansion the witness so yeah. uh the witness is a name a new name i should say for the thing we've always known existed and it Entity. feels like bungie this finally was like we're gonna call it something we're gonna yeah. name it this <laughs> the end yeah yeah which i well, appreciate this is a big so reveal at the end of the game yeah or at the end yeah. of the campaign which is amazing by the way but so kind of it kind of felt a little a little odd like I understood but it like I I kind of worried for like newer players who were like who is this witness yeah because it so, wasn't okay, really so, a name that's been so what, used a lot what was what was really crazy to me is immediately we get onto the pyramid ship and we're mm-hmm. finding out this information about you know the pyramid so we're I'm just like looking at everything the walls you see the 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 frosty statues of like maybe star horse or a yeah. bunch of horses. Like I didn't think it, I didn't think a star horse, but I did, I did, uh, I did tweet. Uh, remember that, uh, Cade six grimoire card did fallen ride horses. Oh yeah. <laughs> I did. I did use that format and I was like, oh, did fun. darkness ride horses. <laughs> uh, so the, the horse repetitively comes up as a statue that's like frozen throughout or stone or who knows what that is, that material. Yeah. But anyway, and okay, so immediately my mind, as I'm inside the pyramid, I'm thinking this is so Egyptian. Like this is very much like what you would think of the inside of Egyptian pyramid would be like with the labyrinth, the corridors, the traps, the boobies, the, the, the way to get in and around corridors to the tomb of something right Mm -hmm. and so and so i'm looking at this architecture and structure inside the building and i'm just thinking wow my mind immediately goes to that concept art where there's the big center structure in the middle and it's like a green surrounded black orb and there's like little face structures and then in the background there's the pyramid ship and it looks like you're i don't know on board a pyramid ship for, mm-hmm. for maybe a raid or some fight or something. And then there's like the, uh, the very Egyptian monoliths that rise up in the foreground. What's so the... that concept art has been around forever. Oh, Oh, you're talking about the concept you... art. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I, that I... Concept, concept art is where my mind went to immediately. And I was thinking how effing cool would it be if we ended up there Mm-hmm. In some sort of fight in Lightfall against the Witness or, you know, those people, the darkness. I mean, so, so, uh, and that's, that's what I'm, I'm really appreciative about this, where 
so for a while now, we've had the names, uh, the formless one, the darkness, yeah. uh, recent, more recently, the winnower. And it, it always felt like there was a counterpart to that where it was like, we have the traveler, but we didn't really have one for the darkness, right? It's like, yeah. oh, the traveler in the pyramids, but it's not, yeah. it's not the pyramids, yeah. the traveler in the darkness, but the darkness isn't really its name. That's just what we call it. The traveler in the, you know, and so it's traveler in the witness, the gardener and the winnower, the, f- the, the f- form and formless, you know, like they have these like, uh, opposites names and yeah, it's um, very cool. Very cool. The witness, as uh, I think Mara said it, Mara or Savathun, I forgot who said it. They they mentioned that the witness has followers, and so so far we've only really seen the hive as a follower of the witness, and it is exciting to think. And now also the scorn and the taken, but it is exciting to yeah. think about the future where it's like okay, so who else is actually a follower of the witness? Like yeah. And that's where those those things would come in. Yeah. So there's this power struggle uh, yeah. for like existence and non-existence, I guess, if, if you say. So back up for people that maybe are new. Um, mm-hmm. the, the darkness and the light have been at battle since, I guess, creation. And since the time of creation. And, and I, I wouldn't... Yeah, so I wouldn't exactly uh, ascribe any kind of like linear timeline to anything <laughs> because, you know, we know of the events that have happened uh, and we're trying to like catalog when they happened and where this happened and when this happened and when that happened. But all we know is that it's been going on forever. Mm-hmm. And so there's this fight between the light and the dark that's been going on forever. And the light is just trying to create life and find a way to exist in the in, in reality and the darkness is like no the only true existence is non-existence because look at all this stuff you're creating that just suffers and dies yeah and so they're, they're at odds with one another as to what should really happen and it's like should we exist or should we not exist because if we exist horrible stuff thing horrible things happen and people die and stuff dies life dies blah 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 and so they're kind of like in this power struggle yeah so the darkness and the entity or the witness is very much the, uh, the entity. That's another one. Yeah. Yeah. Is very much the counterpoint to the traveler. And so it's like, that's where the, the clash happens. And so like all this destruction and devastation in this life and great stuff that's happening in game is because of that. <laughs> so, uh, what did you think? And maybe I can actually get an image of it. What did you think of the design of the witness? I loved it. It's almost like it's almost like uh, just an I don't know, like an an art artist that does animation. I mean, that could very much be like a digital art somewhere. You know, I don't want to say it's NFT, <laughs> NFTs, because so. that's that's not where I'm going. But I'm thinking like true art in like a three dimensional space. That yeah. was it right there. That was fantastic. I I love. I love its design because for the longest time now, I've had the opinion that the darkness didn't actually have a form of its own because that seemed yeah. to be what Bungie was going for, that it, it didn't have a form of its own because there was that one entry card way back in Taken King where it said, I saw the true darkness. It wore a fallen captain like a suit of clothes. Yes. But, so 
if if you're watching, I have it up on screen now. It's not the best quality. Uh, but this this image of of the witness, the witness looks super fucking tall, weirdly humanoid. In in yeah. that like, it's not human, but weirdly so, humanoid. So let me try to um, let me try to explain and rationalize that for people who might have questions. The the entity, the formless one, is taking on a form that is what is uh available to you in your mind that you can like conceptualize so? so yes absolutely okay. because when you see the emergence from the black gooby globness and the hands come out first and then it almost looks like all of these nanites are compiling together to create some form and then inside of that suit is the entity's white pale complexion and then mm -hmm. coming out so this is like a representation of what you could be um you could be familiar with and so like i think that's why they use the word the familiar or why they said originally it wore a captain like a suit right mm -hmm. or those type of things because it's bringing a representation of something that you could associate yourself with that way in your mind you have something to look at right yeah and so the entity is very much wearing this um idea of what you would be receptive to but Blowing out of proportion in the head with the 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 faces coming out yeah. like smoke. Yeah. The so this face, is this is a static image, but these were like flowing as flooding, I'm trying to remember. Yes, flowing, flowing smoke faces coming out of its head. When you look at the face, and somebody pointed this out on Twitter, but when you look at the face, it looks like a cat. It very much looks like a cat's face. It has the nose, it has the big eyes, like when a cat gives you that that cute look. <laughs> I don't. I don't see cat. I see it. You got to look at it. I'm looking you at it right it. now. I don't see cat. Put a, put a cat next to it. Put a cat next to the face, and you will see it immediately. To next to it. Yeah, it's Shax's race. That's all it is. Tiger people are coming. I would love it if tiger people were um, followers of the witness. Yeah. Well. Okay. So anyway. Okay, so I'm I'm running around the in the Egyptian pyramids and I'm thinking everything Egyptian. What is Egyptian, right? Cats are Egyptian. Very much Egyptian. I'm telling you, they're doing something. There's not there's not a there's no cat in that. It's just it's oh, just you weird. just haven't seen it yet. It's gonna take a second for your mind to click. You'll see it. it looks like an owl. Well, yeah, when that's when you first look at it, but you got to look at the nose bridge. I'm and looking the at the nose. I'm going to send it to you. Yeah, anyway, you, you do that. You send, send it to me on Twitter, and I can pull it up if it's if it's a single image. <laughs> we'll talk lore. Oh, anyway. damn it! I just realized I got a. Um... <laughs> Sorry for anyone watching. I um. When I put images on the stream, I have an image for Rhino now that I need to. That's funny. I I need to I need to mess with this. We're See, trying to make improvements. We're trying to make improvements to the quality of the show, and some of it is it's going to be growing pains. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting there. That was bad looking. I'm We've sorry. only been at this for like a hundred years. So yeah. I mean, seriously though, holy shit. Um, so you did the, you did the strikes then, right? Yes. You did, um, yeah. More importantly, the, uh, what was it? The something of the vile strike. Yeah. That, that was pretty cool. I was not ready. That was, that was probably like the second biggest surprise for me yeah. that 
the worms and now it asks the question of what the worm gods are but the worms were created by the pyramids yeah that's weird like how does that even work so this is where I was trying to go back and say, like, time is not linear. You can't really explain this universe in some, like, it happened this date and now we're at this date. Because some way and somehow things pop in and out of mm-hmm. realities. And so, like, there could be alternate timelines, parallel universes, yada, yada, yada. But on this particular path that we're walking... um. <laughs> the 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 pyramid ships somehow have something to do with the worm's creation which infected the hive or made the hive mm-hmm. right well so, so so what i'm thinking remember way back in taken king when we got that those uh on the armor there was uh let me see if i can actually find it um there was i think it was on the warlock bond uh where it it said something along the lines of um, they had a choice. They chose the hunger. They chose the wormless ones. They chose the worm gods. Oh, no. Damn it. At the beginning, they stood oh. in thrall of the formless one, and they offered themselves to its depth. So there, the were, there was like an old theory that uh, the worm gods were actually Ahamkara and that they accepted they accepted the darkness whereas the Ahamkara did not and that's that was the difference because it was like there was like five of them or something like that. There was like actually something that, that mentioned them by like number. So and... this was so this almost kinda confirmed like if you're saying it that way, that almost kinda confirmed my original theory about Akka, which I was just isolating one particular worm god way back in the day. I always believed that Akka was the root of the Ahamkara. And mm-hmm. I only thought that because of the way that the story unveiled. And, you know, like you had, each worm had a different representation as to what they uh, embodied as far as like a characteristic trait, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you had, uh, I, I can't name them off my head, but like Zol, Yul, Yur, Ur, Akka all had a different, like, name that ascribed their characteristic yeah um akka is the the worm of secrets um yeah. zol is the will of thousands uh ur is the ever hunger yeah um so zol um was the will of thousands yeah so zol anyway is the will of thousands so so akka the worm of secrets the reason why i believe uh akka worm of secrets uh was if you think about like how's a secret told uh it's whispered right and i always thought that the whisper was something to do with that and that was back in t1 (laughs) back when we had you know the the taken king and all that crap Mm -hmm. and so like that kind of made me narrow onto that i always thought that it had something to do with you know the, the the dragons um never really had anything to uh like make it a hard fact in game i just always kind of believed but you know who is to so here was here was my original thing so who is to say that all of these different worms don't have some sort of um cross manipulation with uh, enemy races that we encounter within game right 
And so I always thought, well, okay, so how many worms are there? There's five? Yeah, it's, it's Air, Zol, Ur, Akka, and Yule. Yeah, and so by proxy, could all of the five worms have something to do with the enemy races that we encounter? So that was always my question. I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, so like, if you think about the darkness uh, manipulating, like, originally, could the worms' purposes have been to somehow manipulate um, living entities, and then they just, you know, the hive got all of them some way. <laughs> I can't believe... It's just... I'm having such a hard time finding everything, and that it is driving me nuts. I'm usually really good at finding these things, like searching them out. Yule is the honest worm. Dude, so, like, you, you think about, like, what is honest truth. You think about, like, I don't know. Well, either way. Um, yep. So, I, I think it, I think there's potential that that original theory that the um that the worm gods aren't ahamkara but are ahamkara because it's kind of in squash that they're different species yeah but it's like are they though like at the very least the worm gods are some form of species that they say that the worms are their offspring but if the pyramids creating them yeah so it's it's like I don't know it's it's a it's a what is the word it's an abstract concept still yeah. to this day to kind of grasp your mind around but if you think about if you think about so many things and my mind goes all over the place but if you think about certain things and you think about what do worms do they worm their way into things and so like they're constantly there wiggling and writhing to get into certain places to you know, exist, right? And so mm -hmm. a worm's job is to survive and and what better way for a worm to survive than to burrow, right, into whatever is the reality at the time. I don't know. I, I wonder I wonder if that's just like retcon that they're they're going for that the worms were created by the pyramids because it, it makes it easier to like solidify it, it, up, it, sure. it, it scatter because if the worms are one entity and the pyramids are another entity and the hive or this entity and the vex are doing this thing it's like there's so many different pieces and it's like they might yeah. want to just be like trying to consolidate it yeah. which i don't know that's fair i just I mean, hope that we get more about the actual worm gods Hopefully with this with this year actually, because like this would be the year, right? Like, Can you imagine how scary it would be if like the Vex had something to do with the tra Traveler. <laughs> I think. Okay, so now that now 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 that you mentioned the Vex, before I, it feels like a good time. We're both in the opinion of one of the darkness classes being basically the Striga, the Thorn, the Necrotic Rift, yeah, the Poison. Uh, oh, real poison. quick, no, the Striga, real quick on the weapon when you use it. The center ammo cartridge decays just like, uh, like yeah. Did you notice what? that when you're, yeah, when you're firing it as you're running out of ammo, the center cartridge that you reload on the SMG it decays until it's like out. Okay, that's, you, I'm gonna have to pay attention for that now because I've never so noticed cool. that. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, and I've long been in the opinion of the third class being the Stereo Neutrino Taken, but. 
in one of the, I think it was one of the memories that come in the post campaign where we're basically communicating with Savathun despite the fact that she's dead. Yeah. She mentions how she's like, I would never become the Taken Queen. I, I don't play second fiddle to my brother Oryx, uh, stuff like that. But it was like a dig at everybody that was but, thinking that. Yeah. But more importantly, she talks about the blade from the Enigma and how um, I think that was actually what triggered the memory. Uh, how it has like Oryx saw the Taken. He got Tablet of Ruin and created the Taken from it. But that was almost just like a basic understanding of the true power. And the true powers seem to be kind of temporal in, in nature. And now I'm wondering, are we going to get, like, a time-wielding subclass? Dude, that would be sick. And so it's just it's something I, it's, it's something that I kind of just want to put out there. Because if, yeah. if everyone thinks about it, and if, if multiple people are thinking about it, there's the, the possibility that someone will be able to say, Yes, because or no, because like they will be able to like solidify the potential for it. Because I'm thinking like solar energy, electrical energy, gravitational energy, stasis is entropy. Uh, the poison is like a decay of energy because obviously, you know, like that. And it's like, so what else is there? Kinetic energy, but obviously we're not going to wield kinetic. Um, what else is there? There's potential energy. And could that be like played into like a time wielding subclass in some way? Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. I mean, if you, if you, so if you strip it down to like what, what's crazy is um, the first three are very explainable in our, yeah. um, very, in very, our here because they, are. they, they're rooted in the four fundamental mm -hmm. laws of the universe. So like, there, there's a lot of gravitational forces. There's a lot of electromagnetism, and then there's the, um, you know, solar, which is very much like nuclear. But nuclear has two parts. There's a nuclear, and then there's a byproduct of nuclear. So there's like the weak and the, and then the, a strong force of nuclear. So like they kind of share a commonality with that. However, when you strip all of that away and you think about the darkness subclasses. They're more rooted in the, I mean, it's all paracausal, but they're more rooted in the paracausal wizard world of like fantasy mm -hmm. <laughs> where entropy is something that nobody can physically um, experience in any capacity because we don't have it, but we know that it is possible. The absence of everything until it's just a crystal. Then you think about um, decay or the poison as a way for things to basically just become annihilated. Chemically, that is somewhat explainable, but we still, to this day, don't understand how um, atoms exchange electrons and decompile. Like mm -hmm. fire, for a very good example, fire is uh, a chemical reaction that happens on Earth, and you can just, you know, conflagrate and burn things and create all kinds of heat and stuff like that. But fire is a chemical reaction. And um, so chemically, you could explain the poison in a way. But we still, what we still don't know is how does that play with the high beehiveness? So it's a decay, right? It's a decay of the, the natural matter that's around it. And it basically is just destroying 
and consuming. And so that's why they describe everything in, you know, the planet of Thorn, Yor, all that stuff. When you think about those things inside the lore. Yeah. It's just decay and consuming. Um, but. So entropy, decay. If the third has anything to do with time. I think it will. Then because that's what the that, deep site is. Yes. And the deep site has like a very like almost taken aesthetic to it with the black yeah. white swirl. And uh, so really quick, if you have the collector's edition, you have this thing. If you see on camera, it it's one of these fun transition things. Uh, I got my collector's edition before I got the game. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was so confused as to what I was looking at. Like, why are they showing me this? This cornfield that turns to ash. And I'm like, what is the point of it? And as I'm holding it now, I notice on the back it actually says temporal reconstruction viewer. Creepy. So I think there is potential in this idea. Sure. Well, if you think about um, the ex of Stranger and she's been walking the timelines and having to deal with that, and her weapon even pops up a little orb that comes from some other timeline and, and helps her you weapons shoot. a kinetic. Yeah, and she just shoots things from you know, wherever. And then you think about the uh, maze that the big ARG maze that everybody had to do, which was, you know, wherever that was, and mm-hmm. it ended with our death or you know, seeing our own grave or tomb, whatever. Um there is a way somehow, and the Vex there is a way somehow to access alternate timelines and it always has been there. And, and so if you think about the taken being a part of this alternate existence and being ripped out of our existence and then brought back in a new form, hmm, maybe. Yeah, and and so that's actually what made me want to talk about this when you mentioned the Vex. We know the Vex have been worshiping the darkness for some time. We don't know what exactly the Vex have, if anything, gotten from the darkness. Like, were they just created and immediately like, okay, we can time travel? Or was it like, okay, we, we've we like developed this whole thing with geometry right. and construction and all that. And then that one day that Crota cut into their, their world and they flooded Oryx's throne and they started worshiping the darkness. Is that when they started to learn how to time travel? Like, who knows, man? I mean, and so like, that's that's very that's very like enigmatic of the game to give you little seeds like that to pull upon and just kind of be like okay here's something, um, and I, I'm sorry to 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 keep no go ahead coming back to it but also then um, in the book uh, Dark Future I I recently went over this book again went through this book again because. Um, you know, everything that's happening. So in entry number seven, commandeered, uh, Zavala and, uh, Elsie and Anna go to the Leviathan where Queen Marasav is, is holding up. And on the Leviathan, there are cabal and fallen. Everyone has lost much to the dark armies. I'm surprised you don't have Vex here as well. Anna says discourteously an attempt at humor. My queen, I say nudging Anna in hopes to, of conveying to her that the queen expects respect the Vex are trapped in time by our portrayer and her dark army, Mara says. 
So <laughs> the betrayer is is Eris, her dark army. Somehow, Eris was able to trap the Vex in time. Is it because she controls Coria? But the Vex can just be like, "Not nah, fuck you, Coria. We're not going to listen to you anymore." Because right. we know that's how the Vex can work. So that means she had to have had the power to overwhelm the Vex, or that maybe they're actually followers of the Witness this whole time. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I mean, it would appear that if the darkness was at the root of all of. Uh, you know, the unexplainable creation that's in our universe, then, I mean, anything is possible at this point. And then it could just be like, well, this was a path that the witness chose or the darkness chose to uh, get at the light. And then Vex were the byproduct of it or the creation of it. And then could it be, could it be like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's very, it's very out there. Yeah. Uh, that, but that's why I say, like, don't limit yourself to timelines because it's not going to help trying to figure this stuff out. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very excited for it, though. I'm very I'm very excited to to see, uh, what the third is, and it sucks because I know it's like in Lightfall. I'm expecting Lightfall to have a new subclass. Lightfall, if it has one, is going to be the poison. And it's going to be final shape that we finally get the, the if it is a time-based one, that we get that. And I want it so bad. It sounds so yeah. cool. Yeah, it'll, be cool. it'll be just the ability to go back and play D1. It's, it's, I'm going to be... It's going to be like Prince of Persia. I was, I was going to say, but you <laughs> made me laugh with that one. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for uh, the Destiny Guardian collection to come out and we can play all of the past expansions and seasons all in one big fat game. <laughs> it would be interesting to see Bungie put out a game like that. I mean, now that now that they're partnered with Sony, Sony might say, "Hey, can we re-release Destiny 1 as like a complete isolated package?" And it's like, hey, do you want to go play Destiny 1? We made some uh, tweaks and improvements. You can play it. We got servers up. It's attached from Bungie. It's, you know, like it's... Yeah. I don't know. And Bungie might be like, yeah, fucking go for it. <laughs> we don't give a shit. I really like the Master Chief Collection just because it has all of the past Halo games all in one night. Nice, neat little package. You can play all of the... The levels and the missions back to back. You can go and play all the missions from all the different games in different ways. Um, You can, and they have like weekly uh, challenges too. So, like, if you want to play all the missions that had a vehicle in it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they'll let you play them all in order and then that stuff. But also, it has the PvP side of it too. So, you can like pick, well, I want two, three, four, and all in my queue. Mm-hmm. And then you can play those maps that were a part of those expand, or like I only want to play Reach. You know, it, it'll only bring up those maps in the queue, or those uh, whatever lobbies in the queue. So it would be neat if, like, at some point in the future, they could go back and do a D one reprised edition, and SRL was there. <laughs> I mean, I'd be down for some SRL, but like, I, I think about stuff like that, and I just think. Would I rather have them remaster D1 
or make or more D two potentially. Sure. A I mean D3. that's always the con- that's always a conundrum. I mean that was a conundrum with with Halo. People are like, why did we get MCC when it first came out? They could have just made Infinite faster or whatever. You know, five could have come out sooner. Blah blah blah. I don't know. There's so many games that have been reissued. I'm, I mean, do we really even need it? Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, now that Sony is now that they're partnering with Sony, maybe Sony is like, hey, we just want to, you know, you you give it to us. You you keep doing your thing. You give it to us. Sure. We're just going to make some extra money because it, yeah. it, would, make, <laughs> it would make money. It absolutely yeah, it would. would. It would. Like, imagine if you could go back and just, you know, play D1 originally the way it was when you first got it, where there was nothing in game and it was, like, really hard to level up. Well, yeah, no, and that's what I mean, like, because you can have this experience where it's like you start in Destiny 1 and you go all the way up to Rise of Iron and the, you know, you have all of it right there for you just to to go and play. And that That would be be a really cool experience. Admittedly, yeah. if if like my clan, if my friends were like, "Yeah, we're gonna be playing this," I would get it too. But yeah. like for the raid experiences mostly. But yeah. I also think it's it'd be more fun to do what Bungie is doing and like bring in Destiny One elements to Destiny Two periodically. Yeah, yeah. I mean it is cool what they're doing. They're giving us like um, a way to go back and play some of the previous content raid wise. Yeah. yeah. I just wish and that's that what I care missions, about. Yeah, but I like the missions. I still like playing, replaying some of those older missions. Even in D two, some of the older, you know, Red War campaign missions were fun. I think there's very few missions that I actually feel compelled to play again for like personal enjoyment. I wish I had access to them just so I can be like, oh, what about this? And I can just like go check it out. Yeah, yeah. I guess we have the Ishar for that. We have. Um, <laughs> Uh, Destiny Lore Vault on YouTube for that to for for uh you know really because Ishtar is great yeah. uh but when it comes to transcripts you know someone needs to play it they need to record it they need to transcribe it they need to put it on the Ishtar Commons it needs to get approved it needs to get added to yeah. the website there's a lot and I understand doing why a great job. yeah it, it's a lot of effort and that's why it's kind of slow moving whereas Destiny Lore Vault I don't know who actually runs that YouTube but I love that they exist because they make it. I wish it was easier to search, but that's yeah. the trade-off. You either have everything the day after it's played, or you wait extended periods of time for it to be recorded, transcribed, verified, and uploaded, and yeah. then have the the capabilities of searching. So between Ishtar and Destiny Lore Vault, we do have a good access of lore yeah i mean it's it's been it's an it's been an invaluable um tool uh for lore people because like you can go back and and what did you know you can go back and say what did asher say about being able to create light uh what was that mission you know and then you go back and you find it and it's like oh wait he couldn't create light but he tried and you know he's just trying to figure out where where the heck it was coming from on yeah, um, that yeah. IO mission. Yeah, um, or or you know, just adventure. all of these different things that happen. Like, what was that thing that Cade said about how do you think hunters learn how to blink? And we go and steal the thing from the thing, and you know, on on Earth uh, in the War Mines vault or whatever. 
So it's just like, it's really neat because you're like, oh, wait, those little threads, they're still out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it must be a nightmare for these people, uh, you know, for the writers, because there's so much content that they cannot write themselves out of. So, I mean, but they're really good about making a backdoor or an opportunity for something else uh, and being able to reconcile uh, certain things that were said in game early on. Like the dreaming traveler, you know, the dreams of the traveler, the all no of these things that Lupi. were, yeah, yeah, all of these things that were just so. What is this to us early on, and uh, now we're seeing they're pulling those threads in. Speaking of threads, uh, did you see the 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 new items that or there's the egg ghost shell, and it says egg, but it's like in 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 a in numbers and then there's the needle ship but it's needle it's like leet speak in their <laughs> their spelling no uh, what they're in the store right now as a bundle pretty cool oh okay then i haven't <laughs> i haven't like actually looked at it, but I've seen them. That's funny. Yeah. I, I'll need to. I need. Yeah. I'll need to get on today and and look at them a little more closely. Yeah, yeah. It is funny that they play with words like you know the the egg and then the needle and I mean the stitch and the time and all of these things that they just love to throw around all constantly. The traveler's an egg. You know, it's mm-hmm. representation of, of rebirth and life. Yada yada yada. They just keep pulling at these threads constantly. Hmm. So let me ask you then, because I'm I'm seeing yep. this a bit. Uh, with the Witch Queen now, I mean, we're still kind of experiencing it. It's a little unfair to judge it, but what is your favorite Destiny expansion? So, like, Destiny, uh, Taken King, Rise of Iron, Destiny 2, Forsaken, Beyond Light, Shadowkeep, Witch Queen. So hard. Like, okay, because I know we're all hyped, and, I, like, it's really difficult to to remove yourself from the current content. So yeah. if I was to say current content aside, I could probably pick one. Okay. But but having played the Witch Queen and knowing how it's awesome so fresh. it is, it's so fresh. And I don't want to be a victim of my own nostalgia and be like, oh, this was better than this. Or mm-hmm. no, this new one is the best because this happens constantly. Yeah. Like there's a funny meme um, in Halo or in the Halo community that keeps popping up and it's like every new Halo game, the last Halo game was kind of good and everybody retrospect thinks, oh, well, it wasn't as bad as we thought. And then the game before that last game was the best game that ever came out. And yep. then the current <laughs> game is absolute garbage and shit and we hate it. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes, right? Yeah. So... <laughs> um. So, I I mean, it's just, it's hard because, you know, rose tinted glasses. I remember D1, everybody saying, I hate this game. This sucks. There's no story, blah, 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 blah. At the time I was playing it, I was like, no, this is really fun. I like Mm -hmm. this. I know it's repetitive and there's not like a ton of stuff to do at first. But then as it grew, I mean, and then I remember when the Dark Below came out and everybody was like, this is garbage. These new weapons and armor suck. Uh, Mm. But the raid's cool. (laughs) So I don't know. So you you can't really give an answer. I think, I guess I would have to say, um, 
No, I just can't do it. I just cannot do it. I can't say taking That's King. Fair. That's fair. I can't say taking King like most people do. Uh, I would say probably Dark Below just because um, Dark Below really set it off for me as far as lore goes. Um, D1, mm-hmm. I didn't really care. Yeah. Uh, but right before Dark Below was a thing and we got the teaser for it, that really kicked it off for me as far as like being interested in lore and what the hell is destiny. Yeah. So, yeah. For me, it, it, it's, it's also hard for me. Um, and people are probably going to think this is kind of crazy, but I had my most fun in the rise of iron expansion. Like I, yeah. I loved so much about it. I loved like all that they were doing with it. I love the aesthetics. I love the raid. The raid is still one of my absolute all time yeah. favorite raids. It's and, a good raid because you can just play it. You don't have to be like some, you know, geometry mathematician, yeah. you know. It was just, just so action packed. It was like, yeah. oh no, like you're in that last fight and someone on the right side dies and you're like, well, I got to save this raid. And you yeah. rush over there and you kill the servitor and you chuck the ball or whatever. You get yeah. the res and you just go fucking wail on Axis's legs with the fucking yeah. dark drinker. It was so fun. Um, but I feel like Witch Queen really has the potential and i would say that if i really had to pick one across everything before witch queen i would say rise of iron because of how much fun i had with it yeah despite how much fun i had with destiny 2 with forsaken with shadow keep with beyond light um but i think witch queen has the potential to take it over but also after this season i think my fun and my enjoyment is going to plummet because a lot of my enjoyment is coming from the seasonal artifact mod suppressing glaive. Have you used that? <laughs> no, not yet, but I've heard that it's like the key to playing. Oh my God. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Cause as a hunter, you're a hunter, right? Yeah. I, I see that you're wearing the Taika knot. So it's, <laughs> I just have to make sure <laughs> as a hunter, you put on stylus ex- executioner and then you put on the enigma and then you put on, suppressing glaive and then you just go up to people and you smack them and then you kill them and then you turn invisible and then you smack someone else and then when you're smacking them they're suppressed they can't attack you back unless they're a boss so they're just going ah you know just like looking into their elbow and doing nothing to you and you are wailing on them until they die and bungee calling saying they were about to nerf you and here's the here's another great thing thanks to void 3.0 some things became fragments including the echo of leeching which is a titan ability to uh, proc health regen on a melee kill the glaive melees count as a melee kill so you kill that low level enemy yep you kill that low level enemy you get your health back. Get your health. You kill another one, you get your yeah. health back. You're invisible. Your health is coming back. You can get out of there. You have true sight. You can get behind a wall, see where everyone is, decide who to attack next. It makes wow. it so much fun. It is so wow. fantastic to play. I might not have to wear my Frosties anymore. But what you do wear is you wear Graviton Forfeit for the first time fucking ever. <laughs> and <laughs> since D1. And you get... Uh, I think it's nine seconds of invisibility for each kill. And you just get to this, like run around, just invisible, just beating people up and they just don't know where to shoot. And as long as you just like know how to position yourself, you got it. And, and I feel I'm like going we're going to have to cut all of this out because Bungie's going to nerf it. If yeah, they they're going to nerf it. It's going to be my fault. 
And and the <laughs> the best thing though, like, is it's suppressing them. It's you you have like I was in a scenario where it's like two uh, scorn abominations, right? Two big guys right there. They just want to kill me. They want they want to slam. They want to shoot me. Whatever the hell it is. And I smack one, and then I smack the other. I keep smacking the other for a bit. Go back to the other, smack it once, go back to the first one. I go back to him and just keep them suppressed. You know, they're not attacking me. They're suppressed. They don't, they don't, they, they can't do anything. While I'm killing one, the other is also suppressed. I wonder it's, if it's anybody's too made good. a glaive yet. Uh, like a prop? Life. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, That'd my God. Cool. Like, I could, I could probably print out a little one. I don't know well, if it's, if, if it shows up as a, a, a GTLF file yet, but I mean, you can probably do it in pieces, right? We're gonna have yeah, to talk. Cause, yeah, because <laughs> I am. I'm sure. I'm sure. I am I'm invested sure on it already. Yeah, I am. I am invested. Like, if we, we can, we can, we can just like get them into like little socketing pieces. Yeah. Uh, Wouldn't that be cool? Like, just connect them. And, that, would, like... that would go right across the wall. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man. Yeah, no, so uh yeah, just like you said, so like Witch Queen, it's hard. We haven't seen the raid yet, but yeah. That's and I know one. that everybody says this damn thing every time there's new content. This is gonna be the make or break moment for Destiny. Well, it I don't believe that, I, but I don't so that. but what it but but I'm gonna kinda say something along that line. If the raid is truly miraculous, this will cement it forever, I think. Unless there's just something in amazing later on as the best expansion thus far. Yeah. I, I, I just think it's, I think it's really amazing. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, there's so much to digest and, and I, I'm just glad that we're finally getting like, and I know they say this every season, but we're finally getting some answers to the questions that we've had forever. And it's not, but this season, has been really good about not just making more questions. I mean, yeah. we obviously have more questions, but it's more like, well, how are they? It's more are... answers than more questions. Yeah. It's more along the lines of, oh, how did this come to be? Mm-hmm. You know, instead of, wait, who are these people still? Wait, who are, could they still be this person? Or wait, who is this person? You know? Yeah. Now it's more like, no, wait, why is this person? <laughs> <laughs> They're always asking who is this person, never how is this person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any final awesome things you love so far? Or I mean that was really it. I I'm going back through the I'm going through the legendary campaign with the glaive. And except mm-hmm. for the, the the fucking tanks stopped me. <laughs> but aside from that, I was having a blast. Yeah. Um so lore wise, you know, uh, the witness and the darkness, um, I mean, yeah, that was a huge reveal and I'm glad that we didn't get any kind of idea as to what that was going to be before it happened. And I'm really impressed that the community this time was very, uh, quiet (laughs) for the most part. I mean, there was a few, but for the, for the most part, most people on the, uh, you know, on, you know, social media was really quiet about the great big reveal. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I applaud the community this time. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and maybe that's because a lot of people hadn't been finished with it yet, you know, mm. cause it took, 
oh, quite a while for some of the bigger uh, personalities on social media to get through the meat of the content. I just realized we didn't talk about how Sabathun got the light. Oh, yeah. Well, we kind of knew like that was going to happen, didn't and we? That, yeah. No. It, so I think I, I mean, was... I, yeah. I might have said it in our in our DMs. Um, I, I I really wish we lived in a world where Bungie can just be like, we're releasing a game, and yeah. that's all we got, you know. So that so that in Season of the Lost, when we capture Savathun, it's like, how's she gonna escape? We we don't know that she's going to escape, but we like we're like we know Savathun, she's going to escape, and then it's like, and then what happens? We don't know which queen is coming. We just know something is coming. And yeah. then it's like, oh, this is the Witch Queen. Savathun escaped, so we're going to hunt her down. You have that first mission where it's like, oh, there she is. But she's freed of her worm. We can get her now. And then you go to get her, and the first Lucent Hive, Guardian Risen Hive, spawns, and it has a ghost. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, right. it would have been yeah. so awesome. Yeah. It's just too hard to do in this world today. It is. It is. You can't do that. I understand you can't. I wish you could. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to have like freaking, you know, CIA clearance at Dungie. <laughs> <laughs> that and like, we had this whole buildup of survive the truth, blah, 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 Savathun. How did she steal the light? And the entire campaign, it's like Ikora and Zavala and everyone just being like, how did she do it? How did she steal the yeah. light? And I'm just sitting there. What if she didn't? Yeah. What, yeah. what if it was given to what her? Yeah, and what if it was just, here you go, here's the light. Yeah, and it, it yeah. was, it, it's like, how how are they just, like, ignoring that potential? Like, yeah, so that was a good thing. But yeah. what I really like about the whole uh, campaign is how it unfolds, just like they said it would, like you're a detective. Yeah, no, and that was so, amazing. Oh, and that's what yeah. I mean. So you have the board, you're collecting information, and then it's just like, it's just like the movie seven at the end. You're like, what's in the box, what's in the box? you know? And then finally you're like, Oh crap. Yeah. The light. I get it now, you know? So yeah, I think it would have been uh, more, uh, it would have been more like along the lines of, Oh my God, you know, mm-hmm. had it been able to be just, you know, a secret until we got the game, but eh, in a perfect are. world. Right. Yeah. Bruce Willis was dead the entire time. What? <laughs> In Die Hard? <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. So, um, Miles Finch, the new ghost that we have. Miles Finch? Uh, yeah, that's what I call him. Okay. You know, we had Dinkle. We had Dinklebot. Now okay. we have Miles Finch. Yeah, Why? Miles Finch. Why From the movie Elf. Elf. He's the angry elf. Okay. All right. Well, you got to look that movie up again, I guess. You haven't seen Elf since Christmas? I I I didn't realize his name was Miles. It's it is to me. It's Miles Finch. No, no, I get what I get what you're going for now. You're you're yeah. talking Yeah. You're talking about Dinkle. So, Dinkle my whatever. question Yeah, so my question is, um, how do you feel about working with the uh a hive ghost? Still, I think after all this time I think that Finch is Amaru. <laughs> That's that is that is what I'm putting out there. Okay, I like it. I like it because I was thinking something similar. Yeah, I think yeah. this whole thing is yeah. Savathun's elaborate scheme. Finch is actually Amaru, 
and the dead the dead knight behind them is a random dead fucking knight sure. and um this was like the way for Savathun to get her memories back things like that um like this is all a part of her plan and i i furthermore i think the fact that we have Savathun's body but Imaru mm-hmm. is still out there right being finch um is still out there whether finch is Imaru or not I think the future of the Destiny franchise is going to come to a point where we realize we need Savathun. Yeah. So here's my, here's my, I'm going to piggyback on what you're saying because okay. I think you're onto something. And so we're going to finish off this podcast. All right. So my thought is you're right about that. And Savathun has yet to show us her next form. Ooh. Which will be a part of. All of what we're about to see. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, we have a year of content, you know, that's going to follow. Yeah. And it, for with, with the way that season of the risen is playing out, it feels like they've really got the rhythm down to be yeah. like, this is how we do seasonal content to flow with an expansion. You know, like they, they did really well in beyond light in the later half, but in the, in the, in the, they kind of like, like in the beginning, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But now, then they they figured it out, and now it feels like we've got it. Now we're going, we're we're coasting. Yeah. You know, you right, you right, <laughs> you right. All right, all right, everybody. So we actually have a few new lore books, and so I'm sure we're going to be diving into those. Currently, right now, they are not available in the API, so you can't actually read them on Ishtar. But I know um, that you can get. Have you gotten the Lucent Moths, the collectibles? Mm, no. There are two available this week, and they're, the idea is they will be available on a rotating schedule, so you might want to go get them before Tuesday. Okay. And also, there's a lore book attached to them that didn't unlock for me, and I wanted to ask if it unlocked for you. I, I try not to talk about it too publicly, because sure. like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to put this on Twitter, and people yeah. will be like, there's, there's moths? Oh my god, I didn't know, but you know, like... Yeah. Um... We'll find out. We'll have a uh, we'll have a lot to talk about, lot I'm talk sure. About. And uh, our next show will be on Sunday the thirteenth. In two weeks, we'll be talking probably about one of those books, potentially about season of the risen. I've actually done none of the season of the risen content, like except for like the introduction stuff. Everyone's yeah. talking about the the grenade launcher that you get from it, I think, or the. Um, yep. Okay, so yeah, and I'm just like, I don't have that. <laughs> I'm not there yet. I've been all in on the Witch Queen campaign, so I could be as ready for this show as possible. Um, so come hang out with us in two weeks. We'll be talking more Destiny lore. If you want to find us, at Loose Cannon Show on Twitter. And uh, yeah, that's pr- pretty much it. Bye. Okay, bye.